right, Rich. And here we are. Take it away. We're back on another brand new Ike live show. Just wrapping things up here from the well, quick intermission. All the amazing sponsors we have on the show help keep the bills paid. I was going to talk about the long line at the bathroom. Oh, and there's a really that- long line at the bathroom. And we're just... Yeah, all day some, founders, all day chill day is delicious. all day chill day founders. Delightful. It is delicious. Mm-hmm. And here we go, Dave. The floor is yours. Welcome back on. to a new Ike Live. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Yeah, you know we, can, we can talk about anything we want right now. We're on a live podcast. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. What should we talk about? Mike, we're live. What should we talk about? <laughs> Before <laughs> I get us in trouble. Done. Been live. I know. Uh, folks at home, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. I know we are. Uh, Brian, what's going on? Is, has football started? Eagles no. played tonight, I guess. They won. It? You're asking the wrong person, dude. Right. I'm trying Eagles hard. My son watched it. Yeah, my son and his buddy watched it. So football started. All that stuff's going on. At the end of the day, you know, we just have the show when we have it. So I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. Uh, so board? excited to have the Chicago crew with us tonight. Uh, it's great to have these guys. And Pete. Man, the stories of the Open have made this show. It's awesome. I love that. I love that, you know, your three-day experience has really converted to a lot of great talk tonight. It's well, great. I, it, we all, you know, we all did good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, Chance the Fisherman for me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I was Every, excited. Everybody, Riz got a check. You, yeah. you got a check I was in that happy with GDP, yeah. another one yeah. of our boys. Yeah. Yeah. Locally, we, you know. It was good. It was fun. It was good. A uh, couple quick uh, housekeeping things. Um, shout out to Brandon Polnick for winning AOY awesome. uh, this year at BASS. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Awesome. Because he don't win enough. Nah, but he's on that baby, <laughs> that baby pattern. He had a baby, yeah. and good yeah. things happened. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. So that was awesome. Uh, is that his second AOY? Second AOY. Dude, that's very, very hard that's to amazing. do. That's amazing. That's very, very hard to do. Yeah, he's you good, know? man. High consistency. He's going to win a classic, too. I, I got to tell oh, yeah. you that he will. You know what I mean? He's one of those dudes where I look at, you know, it's it's hard because everything's got to line up. But I can almost, like, bet money that he'll he'll win a classic. For sure. I feel like that. He wins I mean? too often to not. He's yeah. he's very, 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 very good. He's very the, good. Well, it was the Mississippi River, which is the last tournament, yeah. where it, it happened for him. And it was um, – I, I remember oh, Mercer um, – who, 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 by the way, do, just does such an amazing job at the weigh-in. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Um, anyway, he was he was talking about the mental toughness because Brandon was a wrestler, and uh, the story that uh, that he told about his second state championship where he got injured with a bad broken uh, arm in the match. He was a head on points, and um, the bone was protruding. Oh. And this is the st- this is the story, and uh, and Brandon had to uh, coordinate with the official and his coaches to be able to continue to match. He had to ride out like the last thirty seconds. He was ahead on points. Yeah, yeah. But they want yeah. They wanted to close it down because of his injury, lost, yeah. and yep. he would he would have lost. He would have lost default, but his mental yeah. toughness uh, shown there, you know, to be able to continue to compete in in the face of that. He faced that on, uh, I believe it was the second day yeah. of the Mississippi yes, River Tournament. Yeah, he did. When every uh, the wheels were off the bus, man, nothing was happening. Yeah. 
Um, and it was just an incredible testament to to Brandon, yeah. uh, Brandon's mental toughness. He's so also congratulations lucky. to him. He's yeah. also lucky he was in Idaho back when it was run by men because no other state, New Jersey, wouldn't let you go with a bone sticking out of your arm. You know yeah. that. Yeah. Like Idaho was like, you know, that. that, that they had to tape it yeah. up. Yeah, that they Wild West up. gunslinger yeah. shit, man. He'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he'll make it. Yeah. Rub yeah. some dirt on it. Tell your yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna. Be, yeah, you know the you know the guy who was the ref also ran the rodeo the next weekend. Is oh, yeah. as long as you make guy. that rodeo, you can get wrestling. It was the same guy. It was definitely the same guy. No Tell doubt. Mama two servants of cornbread tonight. You be right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let me remind you for watching over on Facebook, uh, like and share the feed. If you do that, you're going to be entered in a chance to win the world famous Ike Live gift bag. Uh, and Brian Carpenter, I got to tell you, what yes. a great show! Mm-hmm. What a perfect show! We've got. Chicago guys on tonight. Hell yeah. We've got like these guys talking about untraditional angling, untraditional fishermen. What a great show to have on Ross to talk about Mystery Tackle Box. Absolutely. Because I feel like that's a great fit to getting to new anglers, getting to young anglers, getting different anglers. Yep. And Ross is from a, not a traditional environment either. So from Chicago. I, I, yeah, Chicago area. I feel like yeah. it's a great night. To have Ross on. That's so, right. And, he's, and he works with Ryan and JP. And yes. Yeah. It's perfect time. It's so um, if you're watching, you know, MTB's been a longtime supporter. I want to say from the very beginning of Ike Live. And we're Huge. So, we're so excited uh, to have Ross on again. We've had him on several times. But we can't wait to have him on again. We've got Ross Gordon on from Mystery Tackle Box. Join us here on Ike Live tonight. Yes. yes. Ross, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Hey, I don't know if you can hear me. I'm staring at the side of uh, Ryan's face here. Oh, but, uh, how's it nice. How's it I mean, look? He looks way better from that. Oh, there we go. What's up, oh. guys? Uh, there you go. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm honored to be here with some awesome Chicago anglers and uh, looking forward to it. It's great to have you on again. All right. First things first. We, we've really been on this thing tonight about untraditional anglers, anglers that don't fit the mold of you know, a kid that grows up in Texas or Louisiana or Florida. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about that. Mystery Tackle Box, to me, has been instrumental in reaching non-traditional anglers. Tell me about that. What does that mean to you? What is a non-traditional angler? Uh, Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, uh, I'm Jewish. I don't know if that counts for something. That does count. (laughs) Of course it does. Growing up, I was like the only Jewish kid who fished. But, uh, (laughs) you know, you (laughs) That was a joke. But anyways. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it was Jesus. He caught a few. <laughs> sure. um, but, yeah, so for me, like, I grew up in Minnesota, but I grew up fishing, you know, mostly panfish and at ponds and stuff with friends. And I didn't really get into bass fishing until my mid-20s, uh, early 20s or something like that. From watching YouTube, uh, actually starting to hit up the perch runs in Chicago. You guys were just talking a little bit yeah. before about the perch runs. So I'd go to, like, Montrose Harbor. Um, fish for perch with friends, but I didn't really pick up my first baitcaster until I was probably like 22 or 23. And then once I got into bass fishing, I sort of went off the deep end. Um, but the whole experience was just so overwhelming to me coming into the sport and learning like just, you know, everything about all the lures and techniques and all that stuff. And so as I got more into it and started to think about, you know, there has to be a better way to try all this stuff. And that's where the idea for MTB came from. But yeah. I got into the sport and I started going to, you know, ICAST and seeing all of the trade shows and all the, you know, the booths of all the other um, brands and whatnot. And it was clear. I was like, whoa, this is a whole different world. And I just come from a very different background, whether it's my fishing knowledge or whatever. And 
everyone in the beginning was like, this is a terrible idea. Mystery tackle box is not going <laughs> to succeed. Nobody wants random tackle. Like you should just quit now. But for me, it was like, it was awesome. The whole experience. And it's what I needed and just kind of kept pushing through. But I think part of MTV sort of stands from coming from that non-traditional background. Yeah. Had I grown up, you know, really in the sport, I don't think I would have had the idea or the passion to push it forward. So I, I think that's uh an interesting connection. I, I love that. Uh, I, I can, I, I think everyone here, we've got all the Chicago guys here tonight. And of course we've got the Philly guys here tonight. We can really relate to the fact of feeling like outcasts a little bit in the fishing world. And, you know, I remember being a kid and reading Bassmaster magazine and you would hear these guys do these articles like, you know, like fishing was such a a thing where they could walk down the street, go to a tackle store, their f- brother, uncle, cousin, everybody fished. And I felt like an outcast because I didn't have that. Yeah. And I, I really love the fact that MTB has provided a way to get tackle to people that are outcasts, right? Like yeah. people that don't have – you don't have a tackle store right down the street. You don't have your, – your 13 cousins don't fish, right? <laughs> This is a great way to get tackle. I love that. And, Ross, we've talked about it before, but growing the sport is a big thing that we've got to do. You guys have really helped tremendously with that. How many people can we still reach that we haven't reached already? That's a great question for you. Can we still grow the sport? Can we still reach people that that haven't been reached about fishing? Absolutely. That's I mean – um, COVID was obviously kind of one accelerant for the sport, you know, yeah. however many, you know, millions of new anglers came into the sport for COVID. But even when you st- take a step back and you look at what percentage of the population fishes, it's, it's still relatively small, right? It's there's millions and hundreds of millions of people who've never picked up a fishing rod. Yeah. And, um, I think that's what makes, you know, what Ryan and JP are doing so cool. Uh, you guys talked about cast crew, like these are ways that the sport is going to connect with different groups of people from different cultures, different backgrounds, and it makes fishing cool. And like, that's how we have to grow the sport. Fishing has to look cool. If fishing doesn't look cool to people who haven't tried it, whatever cool means to those groups, like it's going to be super hard to get them to give it a shot. Yeah. I don't think I did a good job at making fishing look cool when I fell in this. <laughs> <laughs> I may I may have set us back. A few <laughs> I, yeah. I disagree, yeah. Pete. You made it an action sport. <laughs> you did. You yeah. made it an action sport. Uh, That's entertainment. Yeah. Ross yeah. Pete wants to yeah. request a scuba gear put in the next <laughs> MTB. Either a snorkel or a mask or the nose, the little nose things. If you could put those in. Okay. Goggles. Yeah. Nerf. Snorkel. Pete, for what it's worth, the first tournament I ever fished, it was an MTB tournament on Lake Geneva. It was actually with some of the cast crew guys. Uh, I actually fell in the lake uh, in the middle of October, <laughs> Lake Geneva, trying to get off the boat, and I mistimed the dock jump, and yeah, it was a bad scene. So I can, I feel your pain, man. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. See, Pete, I need the support. You're changing the world. You don't even know it. You are. You're doing well, a good job, Pete. I, I just fall in every time, I guess. <laughs> you know? I still think Ronnie Moore might have, like, for ratings, he might have, like, shaved the cables. He might have had some henchmen oh. come in uh, and think work about on that. the boat. He may have. <laughs> he may have. Ron, uh, Ronnie shuddered when you said bitches on live. Oh. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't even know I said it. Oh, yeah. You pointed. Let's He's go, very aggressive. That's a kind of a common word, though, now. It's like yeah. damn or shit. You can say I it think it's right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's TV. I mean, I mean the American right. Kennel Club throw it around all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there was a pack of dogs up on the bank. <laughs> pack of dogs. All right, Ross, I got to corner you on this. You know, this is like live. You got to tell the truth. Uh, and and this is, you know, we're a little controversial. Oh, but I have to ask you this. In an era where a lot of companies are running from brick and mortar, they're running from storefronts uh you guys made a giant move this year i loved it i was watching from afar i'm like this is genius but a lot of people don't get it a lot of people think it was dumb i just got a corny with it give it give us the background on this i i think it's great because i i see the connection that you guys are trying to make but do, do you want to talk about this at all is this something you yeah. want to talk about yeah absolutely yeah so we um couple months back we opened our first retail location for carl's we opened it um in the fort worth area in the um, west end shopping center down there and it was our first sort of flagship location and we're opening our second store in the mall of america next month um and the whole idea behind the store was we sort of looked at the market we looked at you know how all the different players are selling today you have the small kind of tackle shops that are near lakes, sort of near fishing access points and you have the big box stores that are kind of these destinations outside of the city and we said nobody's really building fishing experiential stores sort of like in densely populated malls where there's already foot traffic and you talked before about bringing new people into fishing we yeah. thought like what better way to kind of grab some eyeballs and find these highly populated shopping centers and build a really cool like experiential kind of fishing format store that's you know smaller footprint curated but like uses technology we have some really cool technological stuff we do in the store really yeah. fun inviting experience um so that's what we're trying to do. You know, it's still an experiment. It's been a couple months, uh, you know, TBD on how it all turns out. But uh, we just we get bored when we don't try new stuff. And this was sort of the next thing on the docket. Man, I, I, I love it. I love it. When when I when I saw that, I just couldn't help but to like sort of like laugh and happiness because it reminded me a lot of I took a, uh, a trip about six, seven years ago to Japan. And in Japan, fishing is is giant. It's like this subculture of uh, Japanese anglers that just love this sport and they it's like they put their soul into it and there are these little pop-up tackle stores in Japan that reminded me a lot of what you guys are doing and and it's this environment when you walk in the store of it's you in this fishing palace and it reminded me a lot of exactly what you guys are doing. And I, I real quick, round of applause, yeah. Ross, for I love opening you. these stores up because it's genius. It's genius to me. I, I love it. Uh, how's the success been uh, in these openings? Yeah, uh, so far it's been good. I mean, there's been one store and it's been open for, you know, two and a half months. So it's a little too early to tell. The grand opening was awesome. We did a meetup with some of our social media influencers. There was a line like around the block. Um uh, the heat wave in Texas probably didn't help. They got a little slow for a week or two there, but it's starting to pick back up now. And super excited for Mall of America. I grew up in Minnesota. I grew up shopping at the Mall of America as a kid. I've been talking about doing a store in the Mall of America for probably eight or nine years. And I think the only reason we're doing it is so everyone gets me to shut up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm super excited about that one. That's awesome. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, cool. I was going to say, don't tell Becky that you're opening up one in the Mall of America because she loves that mall. There's a, I can't remember the department store. It's like a... Gucci. Yeah, no, it's like a. It's either a Fendi. Fendi. No, no, it's either Dior. a Saks or a Nordies, but they have a Chanel no. store uh, in the 
in mm. the sacks or in the Nordies. And Becky loves that Chanel Nordies. So, right, so, so next time you come, you drop her off at Chanel. You come chill at Carl's. I'd yeah, like that. I'd perfect... like that. Well, <laughs> I got a question for you, Ross. This idea of MTB, did you get it from other – I don't remember anyone else giving, like, a, a multi-variety, like, surprise package until you guys. Did, did someone do this before you that you got the idea from? So it's interesting. I, we started, we're actually celebrating our 10-year anniversary. So this past August was the 10-year from shipping our first box, which is yeah. crazy. Right um, thank you. Thank you. So when I first had the idea for the company, um, I didn't realize that there was all these other subscription companies for, like, makeup and all this stuff. Yeah. And so I had the idea for MTB, and I'm just like, well, shit, it would be cool if people were sending me Tackle, and I was Googling it and researching, and then I came across – like a company called Birchbox that was doing it for makeup samples. Yeah, yeah. And it turned out right. the company that was making the packaging and the design for Birchbox was like literally five minutes from my house in Chicago, like literally down the street uh, from me. So I called them up and I was like, hey, I'm thinking about this. So they kind of talked me through it. And then I started to see, you know, subscription boxes for snacks and dog toys and like literally everything. So it turned out there was kind of like this boom happening at the same time as MTV okay. that I didn't realize. Right. And we, it was kind of a fortunate time um, to start it. And a lot of those companies kind of went out of business. People are trying to do a subscription for everything. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't always stick, but for whatever reason, this one is stuck and uh, we've been fortunate. That's awesome. See, I thought you were like the originator of it. Cause then like after you, like years later, like in the military law enforcement space, there's tack pack and mm -hmm. there's primal urge with snack, you know, snack sticks. Right. Yeah. And Wait, hold on. Ask me the question again. Club. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the original. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. You gotta take credit. Yeah. How many? How many years have you? Did you say you've been doing it? Nine or ten? This is our ten-year anniversary. So maybe for some marketing material, the Mac Attack had a good idea. You guys should put an MTB. And, and have a sticker in the box, but the sticker is Pete falling out of the boat. Yes! Oh, my God. 10-year anniversary. 10-year anniversary. Yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Pete, Pete Cannonball. Pete action figure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. school of Pete action figure. Pete's yeah. already trademarked that still Flippers. shot. Ross, you're in trouble. <laughs> we got the poor man's copy. That's right awesome. I'd be like the Happy Meal prize in the Mystery Tackle Box. <laughs> well, like an action, no, an action figure of you upside down. Just an action figure of Pete. Like, yeah. Water not included. Yeah. <laughs> you remember we used to get them like back in the day and you had to put uh, like baking soda in them? Yeah, and they grew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my put God. Put it in the bathtub and it would like raise up. Like what about like, <laughs> a, what about, like a five inch stretch Armstrong of Pete like in that position? That yeah. would be kind of yeah. neat, right? Legs stuck together. Just. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ross, I, the, I love the, the pro box that I get. And, and uh, my son. This year has really, like, exploded into fishing, which is awesome. Yeah. And he's bringing some of his buddies with him. Uh -huh. and, and and he just turned 13. His buddies are, like, 10, 11, 12. And uh, now, every, every like, we, we deal out. It's like, you know, <laughs> we open, up, we open yeah. up the mystery tackle box and we, like, let one pick one lure. Yeah. Give it to, you know, yeah. the other, one of his other you have buddies. To split it out. One. We split yeah. it out. Wow. And, and wow. you know, we're, you're building my neighborhood kids' collection of lures right now. So that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's what that. I like to hear. Yeah. Convert their allowance into, into tackle from MTB. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hold on. Hold on a second, JP. And oh, I'm, not, I'm not even. Uh, uh, Brian, Brian messed you up. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. JP. You, know you had me off. Yeah, he had you for off. young anglers, it's probably the the greatest <laughs> concept ever. It's a great yeah. concept. Yes. It's a great concept for young anglers. Vegas, my son, same thing as as Jake. But here's the interesting thing: for old anglers, 
it's just as good. So my Uncle Don, yes. who's literally – my Uncle Don is uh, 71 – no kidding, really? Yes, he is. Uncle Don, he Uncle looks. Don. I know. Shout out to Uncle Don. Yeah, I yeah. saw. I saw Uncle Don and your mom at the tournament. Yeah. I was nice. To see, I haven't seen him in a long yeah, time. Uncle Don but I can't believe he's seventy-one. He's seventy-one, but Holy Uncle Christ. Don's an old guy, and he loves his MTB. Like, <laughs> like awesome. I love that dichotomy where you've got the young guys, the old guys, the guys yeah, in the middle, yeah, yeah. and it's you almost get. Yeah, you almost get to the point where he can't wait to get it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Uncle Don literally calls me or texts me. He's like, yeah, I got my box. You know, and he starts going through yeah. of what the new things in there are. And yeah. it's it's interesting because there's stuff that comes in that box that I wouldn't buy. I got, I a, I got a one-ounce blade bait in this last one. Exactly, no, right? Really. The stuff yeah. that's unique. Yeah. I mean, for the stuff up north? Yeah. 60, 80 foot of water? Ross, talk yeah, a little I got, bit. I got that one right here. Is this what you got, right? Well, you can't see. It's blurry. It's that's that one. That's it. Yep. Yeah, Ross, no talk, talk about that a little bit. 15 sixteenths of an ounce. I, I think that's a great topic, which is how do you guys come up with the the lot? Because it's such a cool, versatile assortment of different baits. Talk a little bit about that. How do you come up with what's in the elite box or the pro box? Is there a system? How do you guys do that? Yeah, so first in terms of like your point around trying stuff that you would have never bought, I think that's – a big part of the fun for MTB because the thing about fishing is we all get stuck in our ways, you know, whatever yeah. our confidence bait is. And we just kind of lock into that. And there's so many, so much tackle out there and there's so many new things coming out and um, it can be overwhelming to decide what to buy. And you're kind of walking through the aisle. And at some point you just kind of give up. You're like, whatever, I'm just going to get the Senkos and the Ned rig and call it a day. Um, and this sort of forces you to try it. And that's what we hear from so many of our subscribers is like, Hey, I never would have tried this bait went out and tried it, caught a bunch of fish, and now it's my confidence bait. Like, yeah. we hear that all the time. Like, yeah. every day someone emails us something. So we have a team of four or five people, and they're the same guys who've been with us probably for six or seven years at this point. Um, obviously, at this point, we have relationships with, like, all the big brands. We go to all the trade shows, iCast, and so it's a really good opportunity to just see, like, what's everything in the market? Yeah. What's coming out? What are the things that brands want to promote? What are some things that our team thinks is maybe interesting that people haven't seen before, haven't tried? Um, and they're just kind of sifting through all that and figuring out like how to coordinate the boxes. And then um, we actually built some technology on the back end that sort of tracks every product we've sent to every customer. And we try to make sure that we send every box we send them is as unique as possible based on all the new stuff we get in. So if we sent you, you know, a jig and a blade bait or whatever it is next, you know, last month, we try to score your box this month where you get something a little bit different. So we're always trying to like think about how does technology play a role in tackle discovery, which is, I think, something that makes us a little bit different. But, um, yeah, so it's it's pretty much just looking at everything out there, seeing what's cool, and then the team just tries to figure out, okay, like, well, what goes well together? What time of year is it? And see what happens. See what sticks. Very cool. Tackle Very cool. discovery. Tackle discovery. What yeah. a cool term. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Pretty incredible vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that word you used earlier, Dave? Perfunctory. Perfunctory. And Brian yeah. used it incorrectly, making fun of me. Perfunctory? Yeah. The only way an MTB would be perfunctory would be if you expected and knew everything you were going to get and had absolutely zero use for it. Then it would become a perfunctory item. Right. So it's, it's the only not, way. It's the opposite Wait, what? of perfunctory. So, so you use it. It's anti-perfunctory. anti No, but the way you used it, I'm just saying the only way it could be that was what I just described. Wow. Yeah. I do. I Thank know. you, Ross. Which mm. is what's <laughs> Uh, Brian's, been, <laughs> Brian's been up for three days. Thank you. Let's, yeah. let's, 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 it's uh, amazing let's. because my house, the 
roles have flipped. Everything's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking Dave's schooling me on everything. Yeah. Right <laughs> when we were at school, it was different. Uh, <laughs> but here we are. It was opposite. Cheers. This uh, is a weird world, uh, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird world. It, it freaks me out. All right, time. Ross. Last, <laughs> last question that I'm going to corner you mm. on with these like, live questions. You guys have been cutting edge in everything uh, from, from the MTB system to the storefront what's next i think i ask you this every time what's next yeah. will you well, g- will you give uh, us a sneak peek yeah honestly um the store is is kind of where we're focusing right now we just did our first we're launching our second we know there's a lot at stake to get it right and figure out like how it grows and evolves so we don't have any like new major new things on the horizon aside from kind of like launching the store getting that right yeah and then just continuing to refine like what we've built. We have a lot right now. Like yeah. we've kind of hit that point. Yeah. Honestly, this year at 10 years, we've taken a step back and it's like, wow, we got a lot going on. We have a lot of things to focus on. Where do we focus our attention to make sure we keep doing things right with the, with the stuff that we have, which I think is an important part of success too. It's not just about launching new stuff. So I think right now um, it's really thinking about that, but there's always new one-off stuff we're looking to do. Like obviously – um, we've done some cool collaborations. We did the tightrope stuff with JP. Yes. And Ryan. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. My favorite, um, the favorite, my favorite piece of content we've ever done so far is the documentary we did on those guys. So if you haven't Hell seen yeah. it, you should check that out. Um, so we're working on some new, or actually working on a new product with Ryan, which we're excited Ooh. about. Um, wait, wait, wait. Do we, do we get on. to see it tonight? Hold on a Any second. sneak peeks? Hold on a second. Uh, can, can, Ryan, you got something in your pocket? I then? might have got... a couple bags. I'm ready. Wait, 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 it's breaking news. Yeah, we got a little. This could, be, this could be breaking. We got a little spinner bug. Ooh, a river! Uh, that Whoa. reminds me of a river finesse spinner bank. Sure enough. It's Don't little, show Bill Lowe in that. It's a, li- it, 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 it's a right. little bit more compact. Look at that it's skirt, nice. though. Damn. Yeah. Is that skirt yeah. rubber banded or hand tied? I love the blade. It has texture. It's a, it's a right. hand tie. Yeah. It's a hand tie. River killer right there. Wow. Double bait keeper. Oh, light wire. There's the half ounce. Ooh. That's the light wire. That's very light. And then this is the court. This is the half ounce, a little bit heavier wire. And JP ties all those by hand. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Black blade combination. <laughs> I stay up at great late, hook. Late nights. He crochets them. This is the wow. this is this yeah. is like a real uh, sneak peek here. I don't That's know. Right. This was at ICAST, I think. But besides that, I don't. Yeah, they think had a couple. Really... Yeah. This is amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. So Ryan, Ryan, this is all Ryan. He's you know. What? Been putting in work, yeah. helping us Look collaborate, and put this together. But it's a super. It's a super nice looking combination. Wow. You ever seen a green Split. pumpkin kicker blade on a spinnerbait? No, I have not. All right. I've been asking everybody. That I like a little I purple. It, I like the little bit of purple in there, too. A little orange right. in the throat. Ooh. GP ooh, Gill. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, That's ooh. a green pumpkin blade? Wow. Yep. That's a green cool. pumpkin blade. Wow. It, wow. I, I mean, it, it's been really great. I've been, I've been fishing the prototypes for over a year. And that green pumpkin blade with that gold, the green pumpkin kicker blade with the gold, yeah. it's just been incredible and, like, super clear water, yeah. surprisingly. Like, it's very unique. I thought it would be yeah. more of a stained water kind of yeah. thing, but in, like, gin clear water, yeah. even, like, slick calm, yeah. got some really big fish wow. in it. Wow. I like that a lot. Wow. The, the prototype of that one yeah. kicked butt. That's wow. what JP's kicked been butt. That's about a safe that color. Uh, we got 12. We're going to – I think we're doing 12 colors. With this of, thin uh, gauge, this sizes. this thing must jackhammer through the water with yeah. this thin a gauge. A lot of good vibes. It's, it's a lot of vibes. Uh, because yeah. of uh, copyright, it's John Hammer. 
<laughs> what I say? You say Jack. Yeah. It hits. Yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely like compact finesse, but it but it brings a lot of thump. Reminds right. me of right. a more finesse river river style yeah. spinnerbait, which yeah, I like. Yeah. So the yeah. the the biggest thing too, and not to get crazy about this, but the the main thing I was going for is uh, I, they're I gone. Love, I love <laughs> fishing finesse spinnerbaits. Yeah, <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> oh, there they go. <laughs> oh, took them off. All yeah. the prototypes just got stolen. That is all of them. So you can't. I'm gonna give you. Guys <laughs> if you're watching yeah, right now on Ike Live, head um, over to eBay, <laughs> BrianTheCarpenter.com, <laughs> and but the white the boy one, Rick. I I've been fishing, you know, finesse spinnerbait since I was a kid. Yeah. And what I couldn't find, I love fishing it around wood. You know, and and trying to get the thing to deflect properly. Yeah. And uh, most of the heads on finesse spinnerbaits I would I would throw would would slide and, and roll. Yeah, they roll. They would invert. They roll. Yeah, they roll. Catch the wood. If there's bark on the wood, they'd hang. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, like you get the bite after the deflection, so you don't want your bait upside down when they eat it. Right. So I worked for a long time, like shaping heads, and and working with lengths of wire and stuff like that, and just get finding a design that would. That would hit wood and go straight over and stay true. Right. And come over and flutter down. Yeah. So that was one of the biggest things. Uh, and then a, a slightly longer hook, not a massively longer hook. Yeah. I don't like trailer hooks. Yeah. Not a fan. I right. Mean, I'll use it if I have to on a buzz. Pete, we talked like about that, that but, the other day. But I yeah. just made it slightly longer yeah. than your average hook. Right. And and I haven't once put a trailer hook on it. I haven't really get you know no short strikes. Should whatever. call it. Yeah. But that, that was kind of the idea. That's cool. Yeah. Light right. wire too. Right, yeah. you should call it the longer shank. The longer shank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ross, this is amazing. Did you ever think that it would get to a point where you'd be co-designing baits with people? Like, oh yeah, no, I had no idea. That's crazy. That's, like, yeah, that's I, crazy. I, I, I'm just thinking about it in my mind. Like, the whole MTB concept is one thing, but to then get to the point where you're designing baits and launching baits that are new and unique and different, that's that's crazy. Yeah, it's super fun because when you're, you know, obviously with MTB, you're around tackle all day long. We, yeah. see, we see everything in the industry and it's just tackle all the time. And when you, you know, when you fish tackles like crack and that's yeah. why that's what makes MTB so fun. So to be involved in a product development process, working with guys like Ryan and JP, seeing the nuance, like the detail that Ryan was just explaining about, like all these little things, you get such a stronger appreciation for it helps us curate better products it helps us think about about things differently and it's just super fun like it's just another yeah. way to come up with ideas that we think are different um and just see what happens so it's it's awesome yeah, yeah and, and ross like we can't we can't thank you enough for 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 the opportunity to do the collaborations too like i mean i remember you hit me up uh, probably eight years ago something like that like right when tightrope started right when jp i mean we were just making some jigs yeah. sling them to Make gas money to get the tournaments. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And he hits us, uh, can you get me 10,000 jigs? And we're like, yeah, <laughs> in five years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Okay, tying these things, they weren't easy to tie. The, yeah. the way we were doing them was not simple. And and then, you know, you fast forward what to t- two years ago. Yeah. And, and, they hit a, and they had the whole collaboration process set up. And that gave us the opportunity to mass produce the thing. Yeah. And yes. get it out to – because we, our JP and I's biggest man. problem was was keeping them in stock. Right, man, you put that thing in a mystery tackle box, and it was that's like, oh, yeah. oh, we exist. Like, yeah, all of a sudden. exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's where mystery <laughs> tackle box came in when when we when we got these done when it, when we did the collab and they went out in that. Yeah, it was like I mean, it, I mean that that immediately. If yeah, we ever 
if there was ever any question if that thing worked yeah for the companies using it yeah and to get it to people to catch fish i mean it was right there well it's very it's very cool to me that you know that should be the main the main staple of fishing should be its effectiveness and its use right the problem in the fishing world is sometimes the big the big companies overshadow you know you get you get these giant mother companies that say this is what you should use right but i love the fact that you know the actual practicality of the bait should be number 1 yeah over the cup over the you know it's a multi-million dollar company so i love that i love that yeah. that's the great the greatest success story to me in fishing is exactly that yeah what you guys did so I agree. Yeah, kudos I, kudos I agree to you guys. That, that and Pete stealing the thunder from that kid that won that tournament. Right. Pete <laughs> falling <laughs> in and stealing the thunder from the winner. I learned yeah. it from watching you. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate but that. just to just to build on that, though, like the collaborations that we've done, I, I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was a ba uh, Bass Blaster. Jake Kumar did a He interviewed me, asked me a couple of questions last yeah. month. And he's like, what's the thing you guys have done that you're most proud of? And I was like, well, the obvious answer would be MTB because it's like the biggest success and it's kind of where we started. But I was like, honestly, the collaborations that we do with the smaller creators to me is the most rewarding because we take, we find, you know, amazing partners like Ryan JP, like we've done with Buka. We did one with Chris Grout, a painter. We did one with Jen Cravasi, people who are doing stuff in their garage, you know, just yeah. for their kind of small audience and to bring it into our platform, to blow it out and to help them find the success that they've had with those products yeah. like they wouldn't have had access to without the partnership. Um, it's just that to me, it's, it's just awesome. It doesn't get better than that. Um, and they're awesome Very products. Cool. Like yeah. it's just it's super cool. Yeah. Ross, it, Ross, your next, your next partner's right in front of you here. It's Pete and it's a black stick bait. Black Senko <laughs> by Pete. Yeah. Pre tailweight. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Pre tailweight. Yeah. Tailweight. No, it's, well, it's, it'll be a kit. A kit, yeah, <laughs> all black, all black Senkos. No, it's awesome. I love to see that. I, I love, uh, I love to hear those stories of real baits, real life use, getting to real people and having success. Yeah, that's the best. Dude. It's, it's, it's that's the best. It's very cool. The way and the way Ross talks about it, it's like art, artesian. You know, it's like getting these craftsmen, uh, yeah, uh, exposed in a way that they never, ever would ever exactly. be able to do it. Exactly. It's a win-win. It's a win for Mystery Tackle Box because it takes a product that's amazing and unique and gets it into people's hands, yep. and, it, and it helps the, 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 these, these craftsmen, you know, get, get their products out there. It's really cool. I yeah, thanks. And, the, and the content to me, the YouTube videos or the little documentaries that we do is, like, just as important to tell the story. Like, who are the people who made this? It's not just about yeah. – product but like you know with ron and jp their background in skateboarding and hip-hop we don't jp i don't think we got the part about chance the rapper sleeping on your couch so i feel like you kind of held out us on us oh. for that one. but uh, uh that's yeah, world there's famous more, there's more to it <laughs> <laughs> wow. well, it's probably better we didn't go there then, yeah but, uh, that might be the third segment tonight uh, that uh, might be after uh, hours yeah i'm going to, i'm going for the book deal <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for the book deal. Uh, Ross, we can't thank you enough, first of all, for helping to grow the sport. I know I, know I talk about that a lot, but um, getting new people fishing is the most important thing in the sport, getting new people fishing. You guys are doing that. Thank you for that. And thank you for supporting this dumb little podcast for yes. so many years. Thank you. Honestly, it, you've been with us from the beginning. 
You saw the vision. I appreciate that. Um, you guys are the best, and we love your product. Thank yeah, you, Ross. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, Ross. guys. Thanks Thank for the partnership. Ross. It's been awesome. And Ross Gordon, everybody, MTB. Thank you, Ross, for coming on tonight. Thanks, bud. And, and thanks Ryan, me, thank you for all the spinner baits. Yeah, yeah thanks <laughs> for the spinner baits. <laughs> totally horked all Dude, the Dude, I know. We got all the prototypes. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have to wait for the MTB box to come no, out. Yeah. We got them. We got them. Damn it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we just steal the shit before it that's even it. comes out. Yeah, yeah I want to point out, too, Ross is, is, is an excellent angler as well. I don't know if anyone's talked about his his fishing no i didn't know that i've been on the boat with ross what what have we fished maybe five times together and something like that and four of the times were like epic like wow insane and most of the time it was because of his topwater addiction wow (laughs) really strong yeah uh, like topwater addiction when it comes to smallmouth and spooks i can remember northern lake michigan stuff yeah yeah i mean we've had like the most epically, you know, like 50, 70 fish, like topwater giant wow. smallmouth. Wow. Yeah. Can, I, can I say uh, something uh, on behalf of everyone watching like, the show? Yeah. Yes, you can. Is there any way to grow fishing with less people being in my way on the water all the time? Yes. Yes. Of course there is. Like yes. Maybe sell more mystery tackle boxes with less people. You have to diagram. You have to, you have to cut out the lakes that you want to fish. They're all in the way. Well, just cut those lakes out. Uh, we, we talked about that. It's like the shore fishing uh, festival. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I'm <laughs> not even out there. Yeah, if it's shore yeah. fishing, everything offshore is yours, man. Yeah, you boat. You have it all. All you right. Got a kayak, Scenario right? situation. Ross versus KVD. Oh, I've never fished with KVD. So. Fish KVD or arm wrestling? What are they doing? Which Carl KVD? Carl Von Dibble? Which one of the other Which KVD? KVD? Here, right? The real KVD or the other KVD? Carl. Carl. Carl Von Dibble? Oh, oh Carl. Yeah, Carl. Oh, yeah. Ross. What are they I can take Carl. Let's just get Ross, Ross absolutely. <laughs> Ross versus Carl versus Mike Ditka. Ditka, Ditka, Ditka. Well, I mean, Ditka in everything. Burst, burst, Ditka, Ditka, burst. I mean, maybe Ross in vocabulary. Ditka. <laughs> Dick is not particularly articulate, Dick-ka. but <laughs> Ditka versus Poseidon. Just yeah. so, uh, just so all the Ike live fans know, uh, the Bears did win in a flood tide today. Oh, <laughs> flood tide! Yeah, the, the field was. Let me oh, tell, was let me tell you something about tides. Uh, <laughs> it means like the water moves. It moves up and down. Yeah, it goes and, up sometimes. And you just you just throw it. And <laughs> Becky, you had breakfast at Dickus. So it all comes full Did circle. You know? Did yes. you get steak and eggs? She had steak and eggs at Dickus. No, no. Yes, well, she you did. Didn't have breakfast I, at I got the then. frosted uh, flake fr- uh, French toast. At Dickas. Oh, oh, that's okay. That sounds amazing. It's amazing. Dicka, 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 bloody Mary? Yeah. He's got a Bloody Mary. Oh, yeah. Dicka. Oh, yeah. Dave Brodzik may have been the biggest Bears fan of everyone dicka, here dicka, dicka, at one dicka. point. Back in the day when I cared about football, when the, when the, uh, the Bears <laughs> always had a linebacker and they always ran the football. Still and got I just, a linebacker. Dicka. But I, I gravitated to that when I cared about the sport. And then, like, as the Ravens came along in 2000, they kind of became what the Bears used to be. with Dave, you kind of remind me of Brian Urlacher. Oh. Um, it's the haircut. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's the haircut. It's the haircut. All right. This is Chicago stuff. Chicago. We take another We're in New Jersey. Break? Yeah, yeah, we're getting break. loud in that Eagles yeah, bar. We'll take another break. Another quick break. Yeah, yeah let's take it's a break. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. It's a wonderful Sunday. You're watching a brand new Ike Live. We just had Ross Gordon off for MTB. Hang in there with us because we have one more segment left when we come back on a brand new Ike Live. Oh.
you know, right now where we're standing, we're in Camden, New Jersey. Yeah. Philadelphia is right there. This is the concrete jungle. And, you know, a lot of those kids, as they grow up, they don't fish. It's interesting because they're surrounded by water. You know, the, the Delaware River, the Schuylkill, ponds, city park lakes. But they don't have the influence to, to, to cast, to fish, to have a rod and reel. And that really, that became our focus, you yeah. know, is to target kids in what we call non-traditional areas, yeah. you know, urban areas, city centers, where the population's high. And, and let these kids have the experience. You know, it, it, it's amazing. I mean, some of the experiences we've had, whether it's Central Park in New York City, here in Camden, other parts of the country, even just casting, yeah. it's unbelievable to see it, isn't it? Yes. It's unbelievable. Yes. And, and uh, you know, you see these kids have this experience they've never had, and they light up, you know? The big thing, I think, for the Ike Foundation is we're not, we're not saying we want all these kids to become professional anglers. Yeah. It'd be great if some of them did, but we want them to have that fishing experience because it ties them to so, so many other positive things. The outdoors, nature, conservation, conservation. Uh, ecology, um, you know, all these amazing things in life that maybe they wouldn't have been exposed to any other way, we're trying to help with that. So it's, it's important, it's important for us. Yeah. We're proud of it. Four and a half inch drop shot worm, Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB and J, give me something hard. Hey, KBD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. At Founders Brewing, we asked ourselves, what if we brewed a beer perfect for any occasion? A beer that makes a weekday feel more like the weekend. And the weekend feel more like an adventure. What if we brewed a beer that brought us together and allowed us to be ourselves? A beer that is just as much of a companion as it is a reward at the end of the journey. What if we explored the unknown together and found a new way? What if we celebrated taste and flavor and life's simple pleasures? And what if we brewed a beer that could go where you go without slowing you down? What if? 
Founders All Day IPA. Low ABV and full flavor that goes where you go. Chase your what if. All right, Brian. Um, Torquedo today. We've got the Ike Live Tiny Boat out. I want to tell you, this is not just for electric-only reservoirs. It's for other things as well. Today is a great example. Where are we? What are we going to take this thing through today? The Upper Susquehanna. Upper Susquehanna River. That's right. Current, rock, Lots nasty bottom, yep. and we're going to use the Torquedo. Everybody else running jet drives. We've got the rock guard on the Torquedo. We're going to some small spots. Yeah. Get in there. We're going to make it happen. There you go. Let's go. Shallow water, Beep. speed, strength, power. Come on. Let's Consistency. Go.